Hey there, I'm Brittany, and welcome to the Cape Cod Church Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Cape Cod Church, you can visit our website at capecodchurch.com. In the meantime, we hope you enjoy this message in our Christmas series, Wrapped, The Art of Giving. Good morning, Cape Cod Church. It is good to be with you online, and welcome wherever you're coming to us from, across Cape Cod, in your living rooms, uh, maybe uh, sitting in an office or watching this in your car while you're traveling, not while you're driving, while you're traveling, or uh, lots of you from across New England, maybe even in Florida, lots of friends from Florida. We are uh, glad to be with you here this weekend, celebrating doing something a little bit different this uh, Christmas weekend, the day after Christmas. And this becomes something of a tradition. Al and I uh, doing a little duet. That's a duet of you singing and me talking. And uh, we were just kind of commenting before the video. This is, this is how many years? Uh, this is my 20th year here at uh, Cape Cod Church. Isn't yeah. that amazing? 20 years. Yep. He doesn't look that old at all. He was a baby when he came here. But it was. It was 20 20 years ago, um, I remember one of the stories is that, that one of the, when you first come, you came in and there was like a decorating day and you showed up and we were playing a Mariah Carey Christmas song. And <laughs> you were like, that's when I knew. This, this is, this is my came. church. These are my people. <laughs> exactly. Mar- Mariah Carey Christmas CD is epic. It still stands the test. I feel it like. does. It's, it's it. one, of the, uh, one of the great. And of course, today is. Boxing Day. Yes, officially Boxing Day. And for all of our friends from uh, the UK, uh, you are familiar with Boxing Day. Americans were not so familiar with Boxing Day, but Boxing Day is the day after Christmas where kind of historically where it came from in the UK was that the day after Christmas, uh, they would give, it was the day the aristocrats would give uh, the servants, that's kind of an odd history. They give them the day off and they would send them home with a box of gifts for uh, the family. And it became known famously as Boxing Day, the day that the aristocrats let the servants celebrate. I'm not sure what to do with that. There's no point in that other than that happy Boxing Day, all of you. I can't wait to hear your time. Yeah, I don't, I don't have one. Uh, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad that's kind of not a thing, um, but we're going to take advantage of it. So anyway, today is uh, a chance for us to worship and online uh, across uh, all of Cape Cod and well beyond. And what we've done is we've kind of looked back over the last year at some lessons and some lyrics. So some lessons that we've learned and some songs that we've sung. In fact, a couple of these uh, new songs, are they all, uh, I know at least two of them were new to us two this year. Two of them are new this year and one maybe uh, Maybe a little bit. Recently. Yeah, yeah, somewhat, somewhat recently. But the songs actually tie into uh, the lessons that we've learned. And so I, I want to take some time uh, this morning to talk about these lessons, three of them, in fact, that over the last year in the life of our church, remember a year ago, <laughs> 2020 was coming to an end and we're like, yes, let 2020 go. We were so glad to see 2020 head off into the sunset because 2021 was going to be awesome. Wow, 2021 was 
Awesome. It was not what we expected. What a long, difficult, um, unusual, unexpected. We've run out of superlatives for the year. And yet, as I look back, man, it was impossible not to see the way God was at work in my life and I think in the life of our church. So I wanted to share these three lessons that I've seen over the last year. And here is the first one. I just want to call it the power of fellowship. Um, we've learned something for a season. The absence of fellowship made us long for it. And then this year, as we began to regather in increasing numbers, I think we discovered once again this, this power that happens in being together, the power of connection and of fellowship. In fact, I wanted to read to you this passage from Acts chapter 2. It's one of the more famous passages about the beginning of the early church. And it, it just describes this moment when the church was, uh, was uh, kind of coalescing and coming together in the uh, absence now of Jesus. He's ascended, but he's left his spirit and it's empowered the church. And the church begins to take form. And here's how it describes it. It says in Acts 2.42, it says, All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. It says, a deep sense of awe came over all of them, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders, and all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions. They shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together in the temple each day. They met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. I love that picture of the early church, the, the community, as we said, one of our five values, a community that becomes family around the table. Those, that imagery comes from here. And I think over the past year, we've discovered that, maybe rediscovered, a fresh understanding and appreciation for the power of fellowship. We, we discovered it in the regathering and in the joy of being together when people would come in and we hadn't seen each other for, for, for months and months and months on end. And sometimes it had been over a year and you would see in just the joy in being together, the, the ability to share a handshake or a hug when it was finally feeling safer to do that. Those, those things were so precious. Um, I remember Earlier this year, when we had our homecoming weekend on Labor Day weekend, and Tammy and I had been away on a, a road trip for a few weeks, and we came back, and man, just all together in one service, it was so powerful. And the fellowship out at the barbecue and being together, just the power of fellowship, it was so meaningful. Maybe one of the places that I saw it that I, I didn't expect it, but we decided uh, a few months ago to, to go to one service altogether for a season. And our plan is to do that now right up to Easter. And then we'll go to two services beginning again on Easter. 
But one of the byproducts of that was that we were all together in one place, one service, one time. And there's been something special about that. But it also gave us this unique opportunity. We started something for our Sunday serve team. That's all the volunteers that work together to make a Sunday happen. And we've never done this before where we asked all the singers and instrument players, all the technicians, all the children's workers, Kids Town Park, Loft, greeters, cafe workers, ushers, everybody. We invited them to come together an hour before the service started and we had breakfast together and then we prayed. And a breakfast is always good. There's something that happens with food around the table, but I've got to tell you, there was something about that family meal when we all got done and we stood around the lobby in a giant circle, over a hundred of us, the serve team from Sunday, gathered together and praying and looking around that group. There was just something about that fellowship and then coming in and gathering with the entire church in worship. It has been so, so powerful. It's been a reminder to me of the power of fellowship. Well, we've got a song and a year ago, uh, in fact, last year when we did this together, we talked about the song, but we didn't sing it. We, we said, we're saving it. We've got a song because we had heard the song. We're like, oh man, we can't wait. We had been saving it. We had thought we were going to play it on Easter 2020. And that was Easter 2020 wasn't what we expected. And, and then Christmas and we were holding it. We saved it until Easter 2021, right? Yeah, that was when we, I think we may have debuted it a week or two before getting ready, kind of yeah. teaching people. And then we celebrated with it. It's a song that talks about that coming back to life, uh, the song Rattle. So it's a little bit of an unplugged version. Saturday was silent. Surely it was through. When has impossible ever stopped you? Friday's disappointment, Sunday's empty tomb. Since when has impossible ever stopped you? This is the sound of dry bones rattling. This is the praise make a dead man walk again. Open the grave, I'm coming out I'm gonna live, gonna live again This is the sound of dry bones rattling Pentecostal fire Stirring something new You're not gonna run out of miracles anytime soon Resurrection power runs in my veins too And I believe there's another miracle here in this room Well this is the sound of dry bones rattling This is the praise make a dead man walk again Sound of dry bones rattling. My God is able to save and deliver and heal and restore. 
anything that he wants to Just ask the man who was strong on the bones of Elisha If there's anything that he can do Just ask the stone that was rolled at the tomb in the garden What happens when God says to move? Oh, I feel him moving and now I feel him doing it now I feel him doing it now Do it now, do it now And this is the sound of dry bones rattling To praise, make a dead man walk again. Open the grave, I'm coming out. I'm gonna live, gonna live again. Open the grave, I'm coming out. I'm gonna live, gonna live again. Open the grave, I'm coming out. I'm gonna live, gonna live again. Oh, this is the sound of dry bones rattling. that song and I that's a I'm gonna confess that's one of those songs I listen to on uh, in my car on repeat and it's one I listen to a lot of times on Sunday mornings on my on my way to church I don't want to say it's a pump-up song but man I it just reminds me of what we what we get to do and uh, the power of fellowship and God bringing um, dead things back to life so here's a second uh, lesson I've been learning. And um, I've uh, been at this a fair amount of time. I'm in my 30th year at Cape Cod Church. And um, like you, learning to live out faith and what that looks like. And I've been reminded this year all over again in fresh ways of something that you perhaps have heard in my preaching. And that is that the presence of God is everything. The presence of God, like the spirit of God in us, the presence of God in our life in very real ways means everything. Now, I'm aware, even as I say that, and I talk about the presence of God, that some people may be thinking, I have no idea what you're talking about. Or maybe you think, yeah, I sort of know that, but I don't know why that's such a big deal. I just want to say this. The presence of God is real. And it's worth pursuing. Because in those places and in those moments where you experience it, it really is everything. In fact, let me read to you um, a short passage that just speaks to this. John 14, verse 16. Jesus says it this way. He says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate 
who will never leave you. Jesus is talking to his followers. and He's giving them this, this comfort, this advice, this strength that he won't be with them physically the way he has been, but he won't, he won't leave them. I will ask the Father and he will give you another, and he uses this word, advocate, who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you, you know him because he lives with you now. And later, he will be with you, in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. And if you jump forward to verse 23, he finishes this thought with this. Jesus replied, all who love me will do what I say. My father will love them and we will come and make our home with each of them. I love that. Make our home with you and with me. The presence of God. If you're his, he's with you and you can experience his presence. But we talked about this this summer that that the, the presence of God, the voice of God in our life has an enemy and the enemy is hurry and hurry is connected with worry. We hurry because we're worried and hurry and worry are the enemies of the soul. We, we need something that stops us from this because as long as we're hurried and worried, we're not listening and experiencing his presence. We're just Rushing through life, doing, 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 trying to answer our worry with hurry. And we're not experiencing his presence. This is why Dallas Willard said, and we talked about this earlier this fall in the story project, that, that hurry is the enemy of the soul. So it turns out Boxing Day does have kind of a modern application. Boxing Day in the UK and here in the US has famously become the day after Christmas when people rush back off to the stores. And what do we do? We return things that we don't need and we buy things that we wanted but didn't get, right? That's, that's our version of Boxing Day, returning things we don't need and buying things we wanted but didn't get. I, I kind of thought about that in regards to this, like this boxing day, here's what I want to return and here's what I want to buy. This coming year, I want to return busyness. I, I want to let go of hurry and worry in some degrees. Am I going to be perfect at it? No. But I want less of that and more of his presence. That's what I want to buy, more of his presence, more of being with him. You know, each year I usually refer back in some fashion or another to just one word, finding one word that kind of 
encapsulates the, the change, the transformation that you're asking God to bring in your life. And maybe this would be one of your words, maybe presence or hearing. I know for me, it's one of my words this coming year. Just, I'm returning, hurry, and worry. Less of that, more of listening and resting and experiencing his presence because I believe it is everything. We, we sang a new song this year that reminds us of the power of his name, just, just in who he is in his name. And sometimes it's just being reminded in rest, in slowdown of the power of his name, the presence of his person in our lives. There's a name that levels mountains Carves out highways through the seas I've seen its power unravel battles Right in front of me There's a faith that stands to fight Sends Goliath to his knees Seen his praise unravel shackles Right off my feet That's the power of your name Just a mention makes a way Giants fall and strongholds break there is healing that's the power that i claim it's the same they wrote the grave there's no power like the mighty name of jesus there's a hope that calls out same God now as you've all 
you said For you're the same God now As you've always been And that's the power of your name Just a mention makes a way Giants fall and strongholds break And there is healing That's the power that I claim It's the same that rolled the grave There's no power like the mighty name of Jesus There's no power like the mighty name of Jesus And there's no power like the mighty name of Jesus. Great song. So, the power of fellowship, the presence of God, which is everything. But I think there's a third lesson, and it's one that um, I've been wrestling and praying into for the past four years in my own life and seeing it played out in the life of the church has been um, one of the greatest joys of my now 30 years here at Cape Cod Church. And I would describe it this way. I would describe it with one word, the word generosity. But I think what I want to say today, looking in hindsight, is that generosity is contagious. Um, that's a good lesson. Generosity is contagious. It takes on a life of its own. And of course it does. This is what Proverbs says about generosity. This is a great verse. The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. And I love that. The generous will prosper and those that refresh others will be refreshed themselves. And of course, generosity is contagious. In fact, this kind of encapsulates two of our five values we talked about as a part of the story project, generosity, to care for the lives of others. And we said we wanted generosity to be the measure of what God was doing in his church and through us. But I think it also reflects another one, and, and that is that the culture of celebration, but not just a culture of applause. It's a culture of celebration that reflects heaven. So what heaven celebrates, we celebrate. And our generosity has been built around this. And I just wanted to pause today and to celebrate a truth, but man, to celebrate what God is doing in his church and through his people by reminding and celebrating that generosity is contagious. And we've seen this played out in the life of our church. But here's the reality. The enemy of generosity is scarcity. Like when we're, when we're scarce, when we're afraid, like generosity shrivels up inside of us. We get nervous about what we won't have or what we don't have. And when we're nervous and fearful about what we won't have in the future or what we don't have in the presence, the last thing in the world we feel like we can be is generous. So, We've seen how God 
works in this. When we live by faith and we walk in generosity, we saw it almost two years ago. It's hard to believe that COVID-19 as a pandemic has been an almost two-year unwelcome visitor in our lives. But in March of 2020, when all of this began, we, in the very first weeks, we said this, this will be a season of scarcity where we're afraid of what we won't have or what we don't have. Seasons of uncertainty are always like that. And in those very first weeks, we, we said as a church, we said it from this stage, we are going to lean into scarcity with generosity. We're not going to live by fear. We're just going to take this moment and live generously towards others outside of our walls. I mean, I think sometimes... You know, I and we say stuff like that without knowing the full implications because we don't know how much scarcity is going to come and how long something's going to last. Who knew that we would be here talking about this in Christmas 2021, getting ready to turn the calendar to 2022. But here, here we are. And yet, generosity is contagious. I did a little bit of figuring uh, before we sat down for this. And I found that in our generosity towards others, this is just what we do outside of our walls, our giving towards others. Our giving towards others, whether it's our partners across the street or around the world, in the two years during this pandemic has grown by over 50%. It's an incredible number. I, I had to like double check it and say, how is that even possible? Well, I'll tell you how it's possible. When a church, when a people live by faith, generosity becomes contagious. It captures our heart. We can't wait to do even more. And we've seen that just accelerate even in these most recent weeks as we've talked through a Christmas offering and a joyful night and the projects of our, of our missions month as we were talking about all that God would do and signs of life and what an incredible story. I just wanted to celebrate it because generosity is contagious. There's something about it that just captures the heart and leads us to live by faith and to be generous towards others. Generosity ultimately is connected to thankfulness, where we just recognize how good God has been in our lives and how he wants us to use that blessing for his work and for others. And so we wanted to finish with one more song, uh, a song about the goodness of God. You have been 
life you have been so so good with every breath that I am able I will sing of the goodness of God I love your voice you have led me through the fire the darkest nights you are close like no other known you as a father I've known you as a friend and I have lived in the goodness of God all my life you have been faithful all my life you have been so so this with you uh, this uh, Sunday morning. So if uh, you're watching in a moment, uh, I'd like to close with a word of prayer, maybe a prayer of blessing for uh, our church as a community and for you. But if you're visiting today, we hope you'll take a minute. We've got a QR code and there's a connect card link off of that, or you can just go to our website and you'll find the same links there. We'd love to uh, be able to send you some information about Cape Cod Church if you want to give. You're able to do, use the same QR code and links on the website to be able to do that. And if you have a prayer request, something happening in your life, and you just want someone else who would pray with you about that, then uh, the QR code or uh, the links on the website will give you a way to share those prayer requests with us as well. And then we're back together again next weekend in person, New Year, January 2nd. We're going to be 
kicking it off and starting the new year with a challenge that gets you kind of rolling into what God wants to do in your life in this new year. And we're going to be announcing a new series that goes along with that as we get into the new year. So lots of stuff coming up with uh, with all of that, we hope you'll put on your calendar. We got kids winter camp coming up. Uh, teens are going, which is always a transformative time. Lots of other opportunities coming along with that. But uh, to close, we'd like to pray with you and for you. So would you join me in a word of prayer? Father, we thank you for this past year and for your faithfulness to us. We Thank you for just all the ways we've seen you both answer our prayers. And Father, when we didn't even know what to pray for, Father, we saw you show up in our lives and in the life of our church in incredible ways. Father, you've given us clarity around our mission, helping people discover a full life with God. Father, would you send us into the new year with a passion and a fervor to do that like never before, to be a church with a heart and a passion for the one who's not here yet. And Father, we pray for those who maybe have dialed in today and they're watching online and they're struggling and there's things happening in their life and maybe no one else knows about it or they feel like no one cares about it father you know and you care and as a church as a family we care and so we pray together here for the one who is struggling who doesn't have an answer and doesn't have a solution isn't sure where they're going to turn or if anyone even cares. We just pray that in this place, in this moment, you would fill them with your presence and you would remind the struggling and the tired and the weak that you love them. And you'll never, never leave them. We thank you for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, Thank you, Cape God Church. We'll see you next Sunday in the new year. Hey, thanks for tuning into this message from our Christmas series, Wrapped. If this is your first time listening, we'd love to meet you in person. We have services every Sunday at 10 a.m. in East Falmouth, Massachusetts, or you can join us for our live stream services on YouTube at the same time. And if you enjoyed the Cape Cod Church podcast, we hope you'll consider leaving us a review so that other people can discover us too. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll see you on the next episode.